Hello and welcome along to episode 7 of season 3 of the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amiga Kylie and my amigo Mars. You can find us on our group account at Three Amigos FPL as well as individually at Kylie FBL, Mars05 and myself at the Marble Curse. Welcome to the show folks. Uh, so Kylie, come to you first after your trip in Vegas. Tell us how we get on and um, how much you did miss us and uh, tell us about your game week, game week 5. Well, it's good to be back, uh, although I'm not sure it's good to be back in Ireland because I do miss the sunshine uh, back in Vegas, but I think it's probably good for my health to be back. I did have a fabulous time, though, and despite seemingly flying into Hurricane Dorian uh, on the way over, it was a smooth landing and we got there safe and sound, so that was good. Um our fingers crossed for you, Kylie, your whole trip. We were going right waiting for you to land. So we were like anxious parents sitting back here waiting for you. Oh, that's good to hear because I was highly anxious as well. I mean, you'd think, you know, when a well-documented hurricane is in the vicinity of the airport that you're connecting in, that they might go, hmm, maybe we should just like reroute. But no, they didn't. So that was slightly disturbing, mm-hmm. you know. Big. The Americans, yeah. you know, wouldn't want to be losing. Um, I think it's it, it'd be probably losing money you see, if they had to reroute the reroute the aircraft too much. It's like asking Ryanair to reroute. They wouldn't do that. They'd just be like, ah, you don't need your limbs. It's fine. It'd be fine. It'd be grand. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Um, but yeah, it was a great time. And yes, I did miss you guys. But I timed it really well with um being the international break because I I really did switch off from FPL. The, the whole time that I was there. Did you, did you so, listen to um, Stag stepping in for you on the podcast? And did you listen to um, Lynn's getting to know you episode as well? That went down <laughs> went down a treat. Unmissable. I did. Yes, I, I tuned in uh, to both actually on on Saturday. Thought Lynn was classic. So very sorry to have missed missed that. Uh, and anyone who hasn't listened needs to tune in. She's a class yeah. act. Um, and Stag, of course, was excellent. And though you don't like any reference to his accent, his accent is excellent as well. Maybe not as good as mine, but still quite quite good. Maybe not as good as yours, yes. But um, I'm noticing, Kylie, my, um, we'll get on to my team in a moment and uh, talking about our game week review briefly. But uh, I'm noticing Mahrez has scored and assisted um, in the Champions League midweek, and for the love of God, would he do some of that in the uh, in the Premier League? Because, as you know, I got him in on a little bit of a punt a couple of weeks ago, and he has done diddly squat for me since. But uh, hopefully, yeah, this well, was an uh, odd choice. He's doing a jota. He was, but it was it just felt like one of those kind of punts that I went. You know what? I wanted to do a couple, of, but it and Emerson has been the two of them I brought in, and holy mm-hmm. God, they have done nothing. But uh, tell me, um, how was your game five? How many points did you get? Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't great at all actually. Uh, below average, I ended up on 45, which I think was like a game rank rank of like 4.8 million or something. Um, I did have Captain Sterling, which which didn't help uh, help at all, and of course De Bruyne who came off the bench. That was quite frustrating. Had uh, 
the lovely Dinier who got me zero. So there were quite a few of those. Mount was great, and obviously he's now injured, which was frustrating. And I did have Pookie. Um, neither of my move that I made didn't work. I got rid of Van Dyke because I have Trent. Um, and I brought in Diop just as a bench warmer. Just It was purely to, to get funds because I needed to upgrade Jota. Uh, we've discussed him and the anguish well, I've had me. over owning him for a while. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> But I brought, instead of going for pretty much any of the other cheap to mid-price options, who pretty much all scored, he, uh, I got in Hala. Uh, now, the other one I was considering was Barnes, and he didn't do anything either. But when you think Wilson and Abraham, a little bit mm. frustrating. But I, yeah. I'm still happy with my team, you know. So um, it, it's just one of those things. That is one of the things that I get is – I am the same way. My team, I'm relatively happy with it, and this Except is one of the Mara's. frustrations. Yeah, but and and Emerson, but when I'm looking at who to replace them with, without taking another hit and downgrading Emerson, I can't really see and bringing him up to Mares say to San. Um, I, I can pretty much guarantee because every single time this season I've made radical moves, wild cards hits. Every single time I've lost out, I must have lost out. I sold Rashford and Wambasaka this last game week and brought in Barnes and Trent. Yeah. Um, so it's just been calamity after calamity, really, this season. 2.1 million at the moment, 51 minus four for me in game week five. Mane, Pookie, Cantwell, Mings doing bits, but um, I do have a serious Maharaj problem. His performance tonight, I haven't seen any of the game, but based on his um, his returns with a goal and assist, um, he's. I am going to keep him around for a bit because I do want to try to bank that transfer um, this game week. But um, but yeah, he's um, it definitely hasn't worked out as a punt. We've been joined by the Marzipan. How are you doing, baby? Let's not ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this sounds interesting. Tell us first of all briefly how was your game week five and um, how did your Marzi's VIPs get on? Yeah, they did all right. Um, well, let me see. Wait, let me take a deep breath. <laughs> all sounds very ominous. Yeah, I'm nervous here, Cody. Have some shisha and chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah need to send chill. Fifty point, fifty-four points minus four. Or what? So fifty points, not too bad. I, you know, um, can't complain really. I um, went with Aguero, um, and I guess he delivered in a way. Both for Liverpool and for me, so I'm happy mm. with that. <laughs> yeah. No, the captaincy shouts this season, Mersey, I know we talked about this in our WhatsApp group, and um, my, Kylie, my ones have been a disaster this season. Every single week, I'm getting it wrong between Sterling and Salah. And then when Mane came in, now this game week, I wasn't thinking of anyone other than Sterling, really. But it's... Yeah. Uh, Every single week, I'm getting it wrong, and it's making such a massive difference to um, to the to the game week ranks. I think I was uh, my boy. Actually, I have to give one special mention to um. To oh, Mayo. definite shout out. He, yeah, 102 points in the game week. He captained Tammy yeah. Abraham. He was like ranked 983 in um in on a game week rank. Um, the first time he said to me, "Have you, Daddy? Have you ever gotten that high?" And I said, "No, son, no." <laughs> no, we're even close to it. <laughs> See, this is we should have him on the pod. Know, he's beating all of us. I have him. I have to put him to bed early in case he did try to jump on here and take over my <laughs> slot. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, let's cover off quickly the early standings in the Three Amigos Classic League, which is now closed for new entries. So uh, everyone that's in is in, and uh, no, nobody's going to be jumping in there. Um, Izzy Wizzy Get One Busy is still top of the table, um, 53 points in the game week, so um, not bad there. But we have three movers and shakers um, behind Saran Ishmael's team, um, was 69 points on the game week, um, and Red Bull Ings was um, on 94 points. That's Killian Grubbins or Gubbins' team. So um, fantastic score on the game week. LA Riots is in fourth spot. Um, that's Evan Guest's team. And FBL Mavericks, that's Mav Brar's team, um, is in fifth spot. So well done to all those. And um, good luck to everyone in that league. Marzi Baby, um, you sound like a man who has some significant angst to, um, to unleash on our listeners tonight. So uh, unleash the beast. Oh God, I don't know where to start. I could, this, this, we could get censored from uh, from iTunes if I say what I really want to say. But listen, like we we've had people complain about structure versus no structure. We've had people hack people's account. We've had people bully one of the best left backs that we've seen at the club, because none of these people are man enough to come out and say who they are and do it in your face. So man up or get the hell out of Twitter. And let's just let it, let us enjoy it. This absolutely ridiculous. People need to grow some balls and move on. Uh, and and if they are ladies, then they need to whatever and move on. You know what I mean? Like it's just ridiculous. Absolutely stupid. I'm I'm fuming and better move on before I start swearing too much. No, uh, it had to be said. It's um some oh. very very bad examples. I don't know what's of... worse to be honest. Mad day though. It really it has, has been. for all of that. I don't know what's worse. At least in Italy, we know that most of them are racist. So the, a guy going out on TV saying, throw him banana and it would be fine. And, and that's how you bring him down. You're not really surprised. But to be honest, I'm just getting more and more shocked by the crap that I see on Twitter and the crap that I hear people are doing and the crap that's people are complaining about. Yeah, as you said, it's cowardly, um, Marzi. It's just it people is. behind their... Man up, come out. Show, yeah. show your face. Honestly, because pff, if all you have in life is to sit behind the a desktop and and bully people and and hack people now what kind of honestly i don't envy you <laughs> like mm. seriously and one thing it's uh about the 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 dale um our, our friend fbl chef who um who of course that's the account you're referring to he got hacked and his fbl team got destroyed by some malicious little twerp but the 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 issue with that is, you know, if you're explaining that to somebody who's not into FBL, they go, yeah, he went into his team and made loads of changes. And they'd be looking at it going, yeah, that's big swing. What's the big deal? But assuming that the people who did this are actually interested in playing the game, they know why it's a big deal to people who are into the game. It is a big deal. It's a really big deal. So as much as it's, there's a lot yeah, more important well, stuff going on in the world, it's it's like going. They know that like even if you have disagreements with someone, don't like them, it's just a low pathetic thing to do, and that's all there is to it. Like it's there's no other explanation for it. It is so much time and energy goes into this. None of us would be involved in the Twitter community for FPL if if we didn't take it seriously. And for someone to know to specifically target of all the things they could try and after gaining access to your Twitter, of all the things they could try and then gain access to, it's your FPL account that you go after. They know exactly how serious that is and how hurtful that can be. Sure, there are other things that would be life-alteringly horrific that, that could happen, 
in terms of someone hacking your your phone or your accounts, but it's devastating. Regardless, we put so much time into this and, you know, I just think you have to be a really low sort of cretin to even consider yeah. doing something like that to someone. Definitely. But, um, yeah, good good rant, Marzi, and I think we it'll do us good anyway to let it out a little bit on the podcast because no doubt our listeners feel the same way. Um, let's move on to the big topic of the week. And in this section of the show, we put aside some time to discuss the big talking points in our FBL community on Twitter. This week, there's a lot of talk on the return of the missing presumed dead 343 formation. Coming into the season, the stats pointed towards exciting wingbacks having more value than what you could comparatively achieve from forwards under £7 million. However, I think it's fair to say that over the first five weeks, the likes of Abraham, Pookie and Barnes have kind of put that theory to bed for the five weeks but um, I think that's what we want to basically discuss tonight is Marzi I'll come to you first on it to talk FBL and to kind of calm your calm your goat but um, tell us what's what's your thinking on all the discussion about the um, you know the return of the 3-4-3 and people completely ditching the idea of big at the back the, the third striker <laughs> <laughs> yeah the third striker yeah you enjoy um, that <laughs> I do enjoy that. <laughs> I do enjoy that one. Um, look, when people start talking about big at the back, from the uh, you know, uh, it, th- there's different ways of of looking at it. Um, people talked about having five defenders. To be honest, I never bought into that, and I never went into that into in, into the into the season. Uh, then you talk about having big defenders from the big teams. I don't think it's it's that suddenly gone bad. Uh, and you should abandon all plans. However, I think it's quite clear that at the moment there is more goals than there is clean sheets. And normally, the guys that you rely on to get you those returns without uh, the attacking returns without a clean sheet, really, I would say only Trent is coming up with stuff more more regularly than others, right? So there's nothing mm. wrong. There's nothing wrong with looking at your uh, at your team, and if you do have five big players or four, to say, all right, you know what, I have a Double Liverpool defence. The Liverpool defence, we said that at the beginning, they are not the same as last year, and especially with the keeper missing. So why not downgrade and upgrade somewhere else in midfield where you have now people like people coming in like Son, as well as the other people that are delivering. You know, you've got Salah, Mane, Sterling, KDB, Son. Big, big hitters. And they are delivering in their own ways. Okay, Sterling has him in two, game, two games, but that doesn't mean that he's suddenly a bad player. Or you look at the other you look at the other one with City, right? City have only one centre back fit at the moment, um, and they, and they are and they are uh, already struggling with defence. To be honest, even with Laporte and, and with uh, when Laporte went out, now they've lost Stones. Some would argue that's a good thing. If you're a Liverpool fan, people wanted Stones to play as a joke. People don't get it. We just <laughs> think Stones is quite <laughs> he was he's prone to a mistake, right? But still, nonetheless, they they are they have le- lost another defender, and now might have to play Fernandinho, or if we're lucky, this Garcia guy who's four point five, but he's a kid. So, as you you saw against Norwich City in away games, where you go at them when you have a good striker, they will concede goals. That's we're not saying anything new. We knew that they could do that. Now with Laporte, they were a bit stronger, but now they're not. So. I, for example, I decided to do Zinchenko and have my third City player as Aguero 
So I can see why people would say, okay, let's ditch City for the, me- for the meanwhile, for, for this time, for a short period at least, until we see what's happening, see if they get back to their, into their groove. And I think later on, when, when the teams are more settled, um, you might get back to big at the back, being, being back, in, uh, back in business. But there are so many, as, so quickly said about midfielders, but to go back to the 3-4-3, there's so many cheap strikers doing well that allows you to have those big headers in midfield. You've got Abraham, you've got Puki, you've got Barnes, you've got uh, Haller, um, Wilson, even King. Those are some of the names that have been delivering regularly for their price, more probably than what you expect them to, to be honest, right? Yeah. So is 3-4-3 back in business? I think so. Or a four four two because there's so many different midfielders when Cantwell jumps in. So I think what we're saying is we're not saying it's completely off being big at the back. You can still have, by the way, a Dinier and a Trent plus a strong midfield and two and two or three players good up front. Yeah, I think it's kind of in a way the the way it's lining up, it kind of fits more back to the typical type of uh, formation whereby you have two big hitters rotating or two 4.5s that are doing well. And now we have Lundstrom at four that you can just put in there as your fifth fifth defender. Or if somebody wants to just bring him in and have him as a starting option, then so be it. But um, um, one thing that um, Kylie, you were actually mentioning earlier on was about the, you know, the top or six of the top 10 players or scorers in FBL are forwards and only two of those six are premium. So like the making it very affordable to have the three up front or as Marzi was saying there, have two budget forwards and still have big in midfield. Um, one point I wanted to kind of touch on was to do with the um, in the preseason a lot of people were talking about you know looking at the value over the course of the season that premium defenders generally return for for their value they're generally it's harder to get real top value from budget defenders um whereas in forward in the forward position you do generally see as we are seeing there is generally players that will emerge during the season that are budget to mid price forwards who will return big and will be the the value options to have. Whereas in midfield, I mean, everything is pretty much staying as it was before. It's just that we're not getting those clean sheet returns from the premium defenders. Um, and I think definitely it, over the course of the season, we probably will still see a lot of those premium defenders. They're probably going to start scoring a lot more points. So it is one of those things that I wouldn't go scrapping everyone's plans right now because, um, but I think that definitely having too much money invested in defence, um, I've seen it to my cost. It, um, it definitely has costed us points, um, so far in the year. But I'm sure we'll see what way things turn out. Um, Kylie, one thing I wanted to talk about was the mounting injury crisis we have in the season and, uh, this season and this game week in particular. Um, Mr. Mount, the, uh, the darling of the FBL budget midfielders, he's, um, he's, you're using your team, of course, and he's picked up an injury midweek playing in the Champions League. One of those, um, proof yet again of the dangers of making early transfers because I know people probably had brought him in after his goal at the weekend. But uh, what's your plans for Mount? Have you heard more about his injury? Um, and what's your transfer plans with him? Yeah, uh, so and it's actually not just Mount. Uh, Daniel James from United as well, who's sort of there, they're about the same price point, um, missed training today. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of um, fears around that. So what was looking a very flooded mid-price area with Mount kind of looking the 
the the key pick there um is now sort of thinning out a little bit um and yeah i'm i'm actually gutted about mount because i have had him since uh, for a few weeks now and and done well out of him and it's such a nice price point for an attacking player in a top 6 side um he he'd actually gone up to 6.5 as well so he has had a lot of new owners in in recent weeks so as you said, the perils of uh, midweek games, it strikes again. Uh, but, the, you know, there's still a few interesting options. Um, and I think there's a lot of differential options you could look at, but I think most people are tending to focus on Norwich at the moment. And um, I'm going to touch on the, the two key assets um, there in a second. But, you know, with Norwich, I kind of think it's one of those things where sometimes if it's the obvious move, it's the right move. We say that a few times. And in this case, it seems to be. I think at some point Norwich will get found out a bit in terms of their um, attacking. But at the moment, it certainly doesn't seem to be that way. And they've got their really hard run over and done with. And they actually got through that bizarrely well because their next few fixtures are Burnley and then Palace away, uh, Villa at home, Bournemouth away, United at home, and then Brighton away, and then Watford at home. So they do have a few away matches there, but um, but they are really nice fixtures. And so I think it makes sense for people to look at one of the one of the options there. The the really really obvious one is uh, Cantwell. Mars's favourite, Todd. Um, he's 4.9 and he's two goals and two assists. I mean, that's that's crazy, crazy value there. The thing with Cantwell is that he's like 22, 23% owned. And the chances are that if you're only bringing Cantwell in now, you've probably already got Pookie, right? You've probably already jumped on that bandwagon, which means that you're doubling up on Norwich, which you know, given yeah. how they're attacking, is not a bad thing, but um, there's no differential there. You know, he, he's not really a differential anymore. Um, so that's why I double up on not... Norwich. Yes, double up on Norwich. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying the, don't. Wilson and Frazier of uh, this season. I'm I'm all aboard the Norwich bus. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm I'm just for I people who want enjoyed to enjoyed it on on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but pe- what I mean is people who don't want to go the two highly owned Norwich guys, yeah. they might yeah. want to, you know, they might want to look at an alternative for a bit of a differential, and that's when where Buendia comes in. Um, he is more expensive, okay? He's six million, so there is one point one in the difference between him and Cantwell, right? And that might be a bit too rich for people's tastes. He did look brilliant, though. I have to say, yeah, he's, phenomenal, he's, like really uh, impressive. And actually, if you look, so he's got four assists already, right? Um, he's really passing the eye test, and statistically, he's outperforming Cantwell as well. So on a few different measures, so his baseline BPS is a lot higher. Um, they've both, over the course of um, the season, had five attempts on goal. Both have had three on target. The, the difference here, the critical difference, obviously, is that Catwell has scored two goals and Buendia has not. But that certainly suggests that, you know, Buendia is going to score because he has got some threat. But his primary threat 
is in terms of creativity because he's created 13 chances, three of them were big chances, and, you know, he's outperforming Cantwell in, in that respect. He also takes corners and he's on set pieces. So I think there's a few opportunities there for someone who's looking for something, who wants to get, you know, maybe more Norwich, and as I said, they make sense. They have fixtures, they have form, and they're the right price. Um, you know, Kate, you're talking me into an Irish triple up here. <laughs> so convincing. Also, <laughs> I guess if for some reason that I can't fathom, because I do think that the Norwich midfield is the way to go there. Um, but if you want to go for something a little bit different and you're, you know, maybe a crazy person, <laughs> uh, you might want to go for uh, Lamella at 6.1, who is not one what? I would usually recommend. <laughs> Why are you smoking? Well, you know, it's a little misdirection, maybe to throw people off a bit, but he does have two goals and two assists, and he's been playing all the games. I think there was one where he played only like 59 minutes, the dreaded 59 minutes. Um, you know, but he is delivering, and not everyone can afford Son. So if you're maybe a little bit crazy, I mean, Don, you brought in Mares, you know, so I'm just putting it out there. This is to some people's tastes. Um, uh, and then a who's, who's scored, who's scored an assist so far today, by the yeah. way? Yeah, yeah. Mara's yeah. been raising of 8.8 on FOTMOB this, um, and the Champions League there. I think he's on fire and he's going to be my captain in game. Exactly, week. exactly like Jota because he carried his form from uh, Europa, so, qualifies so well into <laughs> Premier League. And we, you never know. Yeah, like him um, scoring goals in the Premier League just like he's for England yeah. and in Europe, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> One thing it'll be interesting to watch is um, is actually show for when he comes back for um, Chelsea. Because uh, one thing I wanted to see what yeah. way amount that she fit in when he returns, and he looks like he might even be back this weekend because I think he's playing um, under twenty three games now um, in building up his fitness. So it'll be interesting to see if he might be able to kind of pick up pick up where Mount left off. But the Mount injury might be anything too serious. I think sometimes now they wrap them up in cotton wool and you might think that there's something serious there. Yeah, it's quite conflicting reports, to be honest. Um, but it, I would well, think just, that he would miss this match. Yeah, basically stalk Ben Dinnery and, uh, and I would hold off until the end of the, uh, just before yeah. the deadline. I remember we have a Friday deadline this um, this week, folks, so... So do keep an eye on that one. Um, folks, let's move on with our listener questions. Um, so we, we got a lot in, but a lot of them are kind of covering the similar topics. So um, we'll go through a good good lot of them first here. Uh, Marzi, come to you first. Let me see here. Um, Andre L was asking. Um, he's frustrated. He likes the idea of a premium striker. I'm going to come to you on this, Marz, because I know that that was something that you started off the season with. But is it time to move off um, Kane to a mid-price striker that's one of our usual um, Abraham Barnes etc in part to fund Son who appears to be the talisman for Spurs so what's your thinking on that do you think Son can kind of cover off on those Kane points um, and um, it's, a, it's a nice position to be in and I know that's the point of it isn't it when you have a lot of money invested in a premium forward it's very easy to be flexible yeah no. <clears throat> Yes, um, it, it is a nice position, and that's why I really started the season like that. So it's, it's an interesting question because it covers something that we also talked about, which is like you know, do, do you spread the love or 
or do you do you focus on certain players and certain teams, right? So talking about Kane and can you cover can you cover Son? So to start with the first question, is it time to move up Kane? I saw a stat where Kane had four shots in the last five games. One was saved and four on target that would that were, or off target or uh, not not good enough. I mean, this is the main player who's costing you eleven million. Main player for Spurs. Um, and yes, he's on pens, so if they do get a pen, he will most likely score it. Um, you could argue that he, you know, what he had a brace, uh, then a, pen, a goal and an assist. But you, but with with players like Abraham delivering, Pookie delivering, Hala delivering, Barnes delivering, yes, absolutely, you can see a reason to move all the way down from Kane, save few million, and upgrade uh, a Dendonka. Uh, to somebody like Son, who I think, yes, Son is a streaky player, and I, and I do believe right now he could be a, co- a good cover for Kane until we start seeing Kane back to the to the Kane that we we used to know. He's dropping back too deep. He's not getting shots on. He is just not getting involved. And I, it was somebody that I wanted to start with the, the season when I started by playing the covering game, and it worked. The way I did it was I thought, okay. Mora had a good preseason. I'm going to have Mora to cover Kane. I'm going to have Aubameyang. That way, I have Arsenal and 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 uh, Spurs as well as the City and Liverpool. And it really worked. And then my plan was to bring Kane in game week three, uh, and that backfired. But anyway, I, I stuck to my plan. Then Aguero started firing, and now then then I decided. So so the first option you have is to move from Kane to the mid to the to the mid prices because we just said you can't play a three four three, or you can look also look at the premium strikers, right? So you you have Aguero and Aubameyang, both on good fixtures and both doing really well. So you could easily switch from Kane to, to Aubameyang, which is what, something that I, I considered doing last week. But I really wanted Aguero for those fixtures because I do believe that the Norwich and the Watford fixtures are plum fixtures for Aguero. I do believe Norris should have been, and I still think Watford will be. And the fact that he didn't start today, and I don't know if he's come on, I'll check later. It's guaranteed that he'll be my captain for this week. And I can see City going back at home and scoring six goals, right? So you have options. So can Son cover Kane? Yes. Can Lamella cover Son or Kane? No. This is my point. I think so. That's where I disagree with with Kylie. I understand that he's cheaper and I understand that he's playing. But when you, want I, I didn't recommend him. I said if you're crazy. Okay. So, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> okay. So I, what, what I'm trying to say is, if you are going to play the cover game, you need to really pick the best players of each team. So there's a discussion right now. Could we stop? Ster- could we drop Sterling to get in um, Aubameyang? I think I think it's risky because I, I still now Sterling played today. I still think Sterling can can go mad and 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 do well. But you can argue that if you want, we're talking about spreading the love. Spurs have good fixtures coming up. Arsenal have good fixtures coming up. City have good fixtures coming up. Why not have uh, three players? So you you know you can say okay, like KDB is doing really well, and you can have, have you can have KDB and Aguero or a Sterling and Aguero. Maybe so. I have all three, but I will be moving off Aguero at some stage. And maybe having all three is excessive to spread the love. So, if you want to have two of them, you can still have a son and, Obam- and, uh, and an Aubameyang in your team. You, you obviously your third striker will probably be um, a, a cheaper striker, right? So, um, and you're playing like a three-five-two or a four-four-two. So, when 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 it comes to to spreading the love, you need to pick the play. So. 
uh, I use the Lamella example. Can um, can Mares cover Sterling or KDB? No, I don't think so. Because absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Mares or or the two Silvers can cover. I think you're basically trying to have like Ceballos uh, 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 or Onions. Can he cover Arsenal? Absolutely not. And by the way, the only Arsenal player that I would sign right now is Boomerang. Because the others, I just don't know. They, they, there's nothing there. Maybe Gondizi if I want uh, a really, really cheap midfielder. But he will not be my cover for Arsenal. He will be plus an Aubameyang. Or maybe... Why is he onions? onions? I feel like I need... Yeah, it's, it, it was Adam. So who... Uh, three, five, who? Uh, he's an Arsenal fan. And apparently, Sabai's name in Spanish means onions. Or some, or his nicknames, <laughs> okay. or something like that. So I picked it up, and it's just easier than trying to say Sabias or Sabias or whatever, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> you do like nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then and then um, so for example, can can Vardy can Madison cover Vardy? Maybe we we talked about that. But can, can Talimans cover Vardy or, 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 or Madison? No. I don't think so. So you just have to be careful. That's what I'm saying. Pick the best players because we can right now. You can juggle it around. With 7 million strikers, so Abraham, the Pookie, the Barnes, you can have the best players from Man City, from Liverpool. Uh, so Salamani, yes, they can cover each other. We, we can have this discussion until the end of FPO and, and Premiership and when Liverpool eventually win the league. God knows when that will be. But we can have that discussion and people have different opinions. But I think they can. Can Fabinho cover both of them? I don't think so. so yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right, Mersey. And I mean, the idea of, I think Kane moving off him is definitely appealing because he doesn't look like his old self. Yes. Um, if you Too, did many, options. Too many options. Too many options. Probably be more sticking to your plan. But the idea of having the the top forward for Chelsea and that basically who looks like the top player for Spurs um, for the cost of what is Kane and basically a budget midfielder, it seems like a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, thanks a million and thanks Andre for the question. Yeah, um, thank Kyle, you. Sorry, are... it's a long-winded answer, but I wanted to cover that point. Oh no, you're good. You're good. No, you're right in the, the talisman and kind of covering the idea of covering. Um, is it a? Um, it's it's definitely and spreading the love. And I have a feeling that you were looking at um a stag picture while you said that, but. But um, maybe it's just me feeling a little bit sensitive. How do you know uh, it wasn't a picture of you? I can only do, I can How only hope. Flustered. Yeah. Um, Kylie Mark Doney was asking, with so many options, if you're on wildcard, what formation do you think will be the best and why? So if you were on wildcard now, Kylie, what would you be doing? I, oh, okay. I would be moving away from my four four two. Uh, and I think for for the moment anyway, while while conditions are as they are with the lack of clean sheets, and I mean, largely this is around the fact that the two most reliable defences from last season um, haven't been quite as consistent. And they've also, that's been compounded by injuries, you know, with Allison obviously 20 minutes into the season. And then now we're looking at City, who have just shipped, what, three goals to, to Norwich. And um, they're... Their pairing of Ottomandian stones, which is not great by any means, isn't even achievable now because stones is out for five weeks. So it's very much a makeshift sort of defense that's going on there. You know, premium defenders, I think we will 
you know, it's kind of been said, I think we'll swing back around to them, but, you know, kind of, I would be moving to, to where the points are at, which is, which is attack wise at the moment. So I think if you're looking at a three, four, three or a three, five, two, that absolutely makes sense. Um, there's really interesting options, whether you want a premium like Aguero or a Bamiyang, I wouldn't be considering Kane, but you've got a plethora of mid price slash cheap options there. Um, with the Pookie, the Barnes, all of those that you could consider. And indeed, there's too many of them to fit in. So not every team is going to look the same as a result of that, which makes it quite interesting. Um, and there are a lot of really interesting midfielders as well, including budget midfielders, the likes of Cantwell and so on, that will kind of enable you, particularly if you have, you know, a, a one or two cheaper forwards in there and then you've got like a really expensive midfield um we can't have all of them there are endless players that i would love in my team right now son abamiang aguero these kind of guys and i can't fit them in but i'm looking at my team and i'm thinking am i willing to get rid of salah or sterling or de bruyne to do that i'm not so sure i am so it's an exciting time with respect to goals because there are so many different options and that's adding a bit of different flavor to um to people's teams so that's good but i would definitely be looking at a more attacking team it all really depends. I really like having th uh, five midfielders because I just like the, the the increased avenue to points potential there. But I would certainly say that the the favour is with strikers at the moment, based on what we were talking about earlier. Six of the top ten are strikers, and and four of those are sort of under nine million or nine million and less. Yeah, definitely the way to go at the moment. If um, if we were wildcarding, um, Morpheus Fire, Marzi, uh, come to you on this one. I think it'll be a quick enough answer. But uh, first of all, actually, Morpheus was asking about. Um, did you know that Andy Cole was in Vegas, Kylie? Um, the same week you were over there. No, um, I didn't, did... but I do know who he is now. Remember? And you would recognise him if he walked past you, or if he was sitting oh, yeah. beside you with blackjack. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't believe you'd question me about that, yeah, obviously. If you have, if, I have his posters up in my room. Yeah, a glass of wine before you saw him. Yeah, if I had a glass of wine, I definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> the question he was asking, Marzi, um, keep VVD and Ederson or move to Adriana and Otamendi. Now, you did mention earlier on, I think that the, the thing with the city defence, I probably would be moving away from it. And Ederson, I'm not that keen on. Um, because of lack of save points and he doesn't have the greatest defence in front of him. But what would you think about that double move for Morpheus? I'm guessing he's doing it to save money. But like you said, I mean, if you're going to go, um, <clears throat> I guess I was going to say go to a 4.5, but Adrian is a 4.5. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Adrian is not the worst 4.5 to have because... Alison isn't that far away from coming back, though, sure he's not. I mean, Apparently I not till the end Alison, of October. I don't think Alisson's that far. And I think that also, if I was looking at a City defence and I was looking to get in there, I'd be looking at Mendy. Mendy's had to come on there off the bench in the Champions League for the last 10 minutes. Um, and I think that they definitely could use him there. Um, yeah, they they could. They could. Uh, but I still think he's a bit far off. Let's see. I don't think Pep likes him either. No, no. You know, um, it'll be interesting. Like, let's, let's see. Uh, look. I think it, there's no need to, we just talked about being clever and uh, trying to cover. 
the man to have if you want a city defender right now is Otamendi because you know he has to play. There's no two ways about it. You just hope he doesn't score a non-goal or get or get a red card or something like that. But he does also have an attacking uh, potential. I remember the heydays when I used to have him and he was one of my favourites. So there's no point to be clever about it. He's the one that will always play. Um, unless we start seeing, for example, you know, the dream would be Garcia starts playing, He, you know, 4.5. Um, or like you said, Mendy starts playing back. Um, so um, I would... Right, out of the choice that Monfils gave me, I think Otamendi and, and Adrian make sense. Yes. Um, I like VVD, but if you're saving money, uh, which I think you will be, because uh, I think mm. Otamendi is 5.5 and Adrian's, uh, that's, what's that? Got 10. You're saving a million. Yeah, you're saving a million. million. So, yeah, go spend it somewhere else. Um, absolutely. Well, I think one issue I have with that, though, and not mean to put across you, Mersey, but one issue is mm. you probably, then in about two weeks, will be using a transfer to change out your goalkeeper. Because I don't, I think, Alison, even if it is a couple of game weeks away, that's not that far in the grand scheme of things. And we know that we don't really I think, like... I think from transfers. what I heard... Especially when it comes to like keep the transfers. End October. It depends oh, if it? he has a... Yeah, that's what I heard, but I don't... We, you're right. We don't know. So you have to have in your mind that Adrian is going... It's, I, I only imagine that he, want, he, he wants to keep a Liverpool spot in defence. Mm. So, so you need to think about that. And like you said, it could be in four or five game weeks, whatever. You have to make that change again, unless he has a rotating keeper. I'd probably prefer, to be honest with you, I'd probably prefer to keep Ederson and to get in Matip or something like that. Because um, if you want to keep a Liverpool defender or a Liverpool defensive option, um, because Matip will play every game week, really. Himself and Van Dijk don't seem to be getting rotated. He seems to want that partnership. And you will still keep your, your finger in and you won't have to be making a transfer, like I said, if Alisson does come in. But, um, but it is kind of up in the air a little bit. Yeah. Um, FBLJB was asking, um, Kylie, come to you on this one. He's currently just laughing at what I hope is an anatomy, an anatomy of, I don't know why I'm having such difficulty saying that, of a game week, uh, while carrying into 27 points with one to play. So I'm not very good indeed. Um, so his question is, should we be trusting more in our game week one squads? Um, he did obviously that dangerous thing whereby he looked at what his team, what his point tally would be like if he just left his team from game week one. He'd have 38 more points if he hadn't made any moves so far. So, okay, what's your thinking on that? We do spend a lot of time prepping that game week one team um, mm. and generally we don't leave it for too long. Right. Well, the short answer there is no, I don't think so, because, yeah, we, we do spend a lot of time, and especially this season, right, because the game launched so early. We do spend a lot of time on those game week one teams. But the reality is that we do that still with half the information because so much has changed. Um, you know, people are joining different teams. Form is lost because they've had summers off. So we're kind of starting from scratch. They've, they've got all sorts of different things happening. Um, so it, it's very difficult. I mean, interestingly enough, um, this season was, it was quite a high, high scoring game the, the first week and lots of us had a good week, um, you know, and were therefore maybe able to save a transfer. But this is not a game where you just kind of leave your team for five weeks and don't make changes. It's, it's just not that kind of game. It's not really possible to do that. And as FPL managers, 
we are somewhat impulsive and impatient creatures, generally speaking. So I think it's always somewhat dangerous to look at those things that tell you, oh, I, you would have done better if you hadn't made any changes because I just don't think it's realistic. What I think you can do maybe is if you've made a bunch of changes between game week one and game week five and you've seen that they are not working in your favour, you might look back and have a look at that team and, and see what worked about it um, that you, you could have done differently. Maybe there's a player in there that's done really well that you might want to bring back or something. I would look at the learnings rather than punishing myself or feeling overly bad. For next season is to try to have a little bit more patience maybe as well. Yeah, um, Yeah, absolutely. like my mate Gary says, you, you mean like my mate Gary Barlow says, yeah? Yeah, have a yeah. little patience. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Awkward <laughs> uh, silence. Kylie. Yeah. No, 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 no. She must not take that. She can't be that young. Oh, right. Yeah, no, take that wasn't a thing in Australia. So, I mean, I know of them, right? And I know Robbie Williams, but um, take that was not a thing in Australia when I grew up. So, very, very good. Yeah. Um, Can I just just, Yeah, so so, um, I, I, I do agree with Kylie. But to a degree, I think sometimes there's you need to ask yourself, why did you wildcard? Were you wildcarding because you were chasing points or were you wildcarding because your players were not doing anything? Like, for example, if you sold Perez or a Jota, there's nothing wrong with that. You did the right thing. If you were selling Salah for Mane because Mane scored one game and then you bought Salah again, then you need to question those moves. Now, the one, the one interesting one is, I think you both had him, was, was Wilson. Did you have him done as well? I'm not Kylie. Did I did you, have right? him, yeah. yeah. But I got rid of him for Pookie, so it's not quite, you know, if I got rid of him for someone that was an absolute Fair enough. dad, but I'd be dying inside. But Wilson, yeah. Wilson is one of those examples where actually he was the, he's the only player to have delivered 100%. Yeah. And he's been and he's delivering, gone down delivering, point delivering. Two. And now, now, he's, now he's on form scoring. So you could argue that actually, did I have to, did, did people need to sell? Like you said, you got, you got Pookie instead. Absolutely. But it's just asking yourself, why did I wildcard or why am I making those moves? Am I chasing points or am I going for a player that has a good fixture? They have good form already, etc. And then, um, yeah, uh, I mean, so, look, we're all guilty of it, right? So, yeah, I had a plan to go for Kane, but then I also saw KDB doing well. So I had to slightly adjust my plan. Yeah. And that was, that, yeah, exactly. You have to adapt sometimes. But you could argue mm-hmm. that, um, you know, our. With Aguero, was I chasing points? Yes and no. I just know Aguero will always deliver, and I, and and he has he has he has good good fixtures. So maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I should have I, I do. I know. I, I I do understand know where you're coming from, but I think a lot of it is just trust. Maybe why you had the main. You were looking at probably four or five fixtures with your game week one player, and with with and it is tempting after one week or two weeks if they haven't done anything that somebody else is to move away from them. Whereas if you actually look at them over the crux of five game weeks, like the case of Wilson, you're probably going to be very happy with what he's returned. And it was looked like a well-planned out um, strategy that worked. But um, FBL Kiwinik was asking, um, Marzi, um, come to you on this. Um, we did touch on Aubameyang and Son, but um, he's wondering, are they worth 
dropping a Liverpool or a City premium first. So we're talking here moving from maybe Aguero to Aubameyang and or from Mane, say, to, uh, yeah. to Son. What are you thinking? So uh, FBL Booster replied to him saying that he asked that question last week and the answer blew up in our face. So we must have said, no, what, what are you doing or don't. And listen, fair play, if you had yeah. moved off Salah or Sterling or Mane and you got in Son, yeah, he delivered. He had a great game. He has great. He loves scoring against Palace. Now, do I? Right, I know Liverpool are getting some tough fixtures. I still believe that you need one of the two moving forward. So either Salah or Mane. I'm not going to say one is better than the other. And I do believe you need a Sterling or KDB. Do you need to double up? You know, we just talked about it, so I'm not going to repeat myself about spreading the love. But I, I, I don't think you need both. So I think you can, but you have to make that choice and move off one that you believe Son will match or do better than. And There's in a way, he'd be, he will be captain, captain one of them too. Like I think that also the thing with Sterling or with mm-hmm. Salah is you have the guaranteed captain option. Whereas are you going to be happy to captain Son in a good match? And you might well be, but um, I think that's a valid um, thing to consider as well. In it. Fair, fair enough. I, to be honest, I don't. When I buy players, I don't think will I captain. Do I think that there are certain players that I would captain over others? So I would always make sure that I have like an Aguero or a Salah that, that I know will always play and I, and I can captain them. But I wouldn't get a player. I would would not not get a player because I can't captain them because I. Well, well I think it's less it. about that. The the point there, though, Maz, I think that Don's getting to is it's not so much about whether you're bringing a player in that you'd want a captain, but you're, you'd be potentially getting rid of a, cap, a, a captainable player or a player that you would on the regular captain. So if you're getting rid of mm. Salah or Sterling, Again, you know, that is someone that you're probably going to feel confident captaining in any game week, whatever the yeah. fixtures. Yeah. Whereas, you know, are you bringing, are you limiting your options potentially? If if you have captain assets there that you're happy to captain and you just want to bring Son in anyway, well, great, brilliant, do it. You don't need to worry about a captain then. But if you're eliminating the the options that you would consider as captain material, um, and bringing someone in that maybe you wouldn't captain, again, you could find yourself um, with a real dilemma. It doesn't mean you wouldn't get the points, but it, you could certainly be creating a bit of a headache for yourself. Yeah. Now, I, I love Son, and he's one of my favourite players, but I do believe he's a very streaky player. So you yes. really have to be careful. See, out of the two, the one that I would keep long term, I would say, is Boomerang, especially if he continues to play in the middle. He will always deliver consistently. That guy will always get you goals. He just pops out of nowhere. I, I'm saying this because I had him in draft last year and he got all, he got a fair amount of points. And, you know, the draft year where you can't really keep changing players, so you keep them. And, and I learned a lot from that because of about Boomerang, when we had the discussion um, done about Boomerang versus Lacazette. And I said, I don't trust Lacazette, but I would trust Boomerang. So mm. I do like Son. I trust Son when he's streaky, but the problem is sometimes he will... He will he will not always score, whereas I do I do think consistently over time Boomerang will outscore him. Right? That's that's what I'm yeah. saying. No, that's good. Thanks, William Mersey. Um the um this is a tough one now for you, Kylie. So um this is part of where you you are nearly somebody who wants everything. But uh how big uh Harif was asking, Hi guys, how to insert Mane and Aguero into my team without touching Salah or Sterling. <laughs> so uh the four of those would certainly be um all of us would love to have them, but is there any way physically possible to get those four players in your team? 
Short of a wild card, probably not. Um, and even then, if you're wild carding, I wouldn't say anything's impossible, but you'd have some kind of dross in your team, I'd say. Um, if he's not looking at it on a Careful, wild card. Kylie. Don't look at my team when you talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No, uh, I don't know. It seems to be working okay for you, Buzz. But um, I, I like, I do like balance in my my team personally, um, because I think that you need to have multiple avenues to points, and if you are all of your funds are in, you know, a, a very small number of, albeit excellent players, you can deliver hauls. They're not going to do it every week. Otherwise, we'd have all of these guys competing for the golden boot at, you know, 38-plus goals a season, and it just doesn't work that way. Um, so I think it's important to have those other viable, cheaper options um, that can score goals, and they're generally not the 4.5 kind of variety. They are your sort of 5 million if you get a little bargain, Cantwell style and above. And it's hard to have those ones that are just that bit more expensive over, say, your bottom of the barrel, really, really cheap ones. So I, it's not something that I would probably advise. Um, and I think you, the challenge is when you, you know, I understand where you're coming from in terms of saying you don't want to touch these. I think was it Mane, Sterling, and KDP. Mm. Um, that's essentially, yeah. I mean, I have Salah, Sterling, and, and KDP, and you know what? I want those other players in my team as well, but I'm not sure that I want to remove the ones that I already have. So it, it does become a case of you know what's your priorities. Perhaps you could consider, as as Marzi mentioned there, with his whole, um, you know, peace and spread the love bit, that um, you maybe don't need double city midfield. So maybe you're willing to get rid of De Bruyne to fund one of those other players. But there's a, an awareness, I guess, that you are going to be making a sacrifice. Um, it's always difficult getting rid of a premium player because you you run the risk there. Of course, there's opportunity as well in terms of who you can bring in, but you can't have them all. So, got to prioritize. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you'll have a lot of um, very much bargain basin players that you'd like to have on your bench, but you'll be starting them week in, week out, probably if you do have those big four. But, uh, but good luck getting them in now. Anyway, Taufik, uh, um, Adam at FBL Patience was saying, "Great pod, amigos, and love the getting to know you series." Um, Lynn FBL was brilliant. Sure, she made the marble curse blush at the end. Uh, not at all. <laughs> Is it worth getting Aubameyang with a great run of fixtures and captainable at the expense of Salah or Mane? So um, we did discuss that a good bit earlier on to do with Aubameyang. He is definitely a, a great pick and somebody that could be a long-term fixture in, in our teams. Um, probably would leave one of those Liverpool players, but um, but if you have a double up for um, in City or, um, or Liverpool, I would probably consider getting in Aubameyang. Uh, Toby J was asking, uh, currently on a wildcard, looking at the next four to six game weeks, how would you rank the following? Uh, Marzi, come to you quickly on this. Uh, Vardy, fixture proof, Pookie, talisman, Abraham, he doesn't know what to think, and Wilson, talisman. So um, where would you be ranking those four forwards in terms of outlook for the next four to six? Pookie, Abraham, Vardy, and Wilson. In that order. Just think, <coughs> Wilson Abraham last, really? Well, well, uh, let me explain. He's eight men as well. 
So Pook and Abraham are cheaper, I think. So you save money. I think Pook is on form and his ownership, you, it kind of must. Abraham after Liverpool have some really good juicy fixtures against teams. That, and what we've seen with Abraham is he has no mercy on weak defence, right? He's got brace after brace, then a hat-trick. Um, so they play. I think they play in Brighton and uh, at home, and then uh, I think other t- weaker fixtures where I think he can deliver. Uh, Vardy is Vardy, and they have a really good fixture list uh, fi- fixture run coming up. Um, and uh, listen, it, it was difficult to put Wilson last, but I trust it's still a few away though. I think it's. I, I would agree with you on the it's, first two. I just think Vardy's fixtures are still a bit. Dodgy for a few weeks. Um, then we can't update, right? Get, yeah, so I mean, onwards, right? Yeah. So it's, that's that's a, still a few weeks away. Um, and Wilson is the one with a hundred percent strike rate, so he still has the pedigree that uh, Vardy has, you know. So and Wilson, um, I mean, he was phenomenal last season. He's been insanely consistent this season and is bizarrely under the radar and is quite a bit cheaper than Vardy. He's only 7.8 now because crazy people like myself sold him. So, do you want to you you go like, I want you back, I want you back, I want you back for good? No matter what. Well, no yeah, for, for Hala, because I should have, he's yet, <laughs> Wilson is yet another one I should have brought in instead of uh, Hala for Shota. I basically could have brought in anybody except the one I brought in. I'm not better <laughs> at all about that. I yeah, think it's look, just a dead spot in my team. Vardy, Vardy and Wilson can interchange. Absolutely. I just, I, I think they both, um, I just think Vardy can be more consistent. Um, but yeah, they, there's but nothing. Vardy he hasn't been. But, Difficult issues with Vardy normally actually means points, you know. So, but uh, I think it's a somewhat common misconception. But I mean, he hasn't been consistent. He hasn't really delivered that many points, um, you know, since the start of the season. A lot of people were kind of absolutely gung ho on on Leicester, um, and yeah, they've been somewhat middling. So, I I I just I'm I'm cheering for Wilson here. <laughs> Listeners, let's know which which side of the argument they're on with yeah, they can, so there's, there's, there's three points between them. Um, yeah, but Vardy's but, more Vardy's more expensive for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, Wilson but, has better fixtures. He does. Yeah, no, he does. He's playing some weaker defenses. That's for sure. Sometimes when you come when it comes between those two strikers, the the things that I look at is explosive uh, reliability. Are they going to play? So both Wilson and Vardy, I'll say yes. Explosiveness, maybe um, I don't. They're both consistent. They're not that explosive. Now watch one of them is going to score a hat trick just for me to to eat my yeah. words. And then the defenders that they're playing. Um, and I mean, we say, I, I look at their fixtures. So Leicester are playing Tottenham, Newcastle, Liverpool, Burnley, Southampton, Crystal Palace. Honestly. Uh, and Liverpool, Liverpool is away, so I would say that's the most difficult pictures, uh, d- difficult fixture. Um, but even then, our defense has not been great, and I would say the rest he can absolutely score against all of them, inclu- including Tottenham and Arsenal. And if I look at Wilson, everyone can score against Arsenal, yeah. Well, exactly. Southampton, West Ham, Arsenal, Dornish, Watford, United. I think it's equal. So I agree that it's, I'm not saying one is better than the other. It was difficult, but I would definitely say right now... Well, like, you, you are literally saying which one is better than the other. Yeah, you are. You question. are. And I'm disagreeing. I think we should put a poll up and we should uh, <laughs> I'll, let the listeners I, decide. Team Mars, Team Kylie. <laughs> I, literally, I literally said it was difficult to put Wilson last. And I was... The, excuse me. 
at least I never sold him, right? So, <laughs> I never had him, yeah, but I never sold him. But, but I may have sold him, but I sold your fourth round pick for the first round pick. Okay, so, you know, I mean, like, we can't argue with that. It's not like I sold him a board shotter. Can you imagine? Yeah. It'd be devastated. And okay, enough. We've moved on to our uh, second to last um, listener this question. This is Dinia Olova. It is. It is. That get, get, was, I don't think there's ever been a more satisfying He's going to get a hat trick. He is. <laughs> I wish he was playing Jamie now during the pod, then he would definitely score. <laughs> Jamie Dodd, J.D. Sucre, was um, saying, I said at the start of the season I wouldn't sell Salah or Sterling. Merzal has been tested on numerous occasions so far this season. If you were me, what circumstances would cause you to ditch the master plan and bail, or is it so genius that you just keep them? Um, Marzi, what do you think? What would make you sell Salah or Sterling? I saw a lot of people actually talking about this, and it, it tends to happen when there's a premium asset that doesn't deliver in one match in particular. And I'm not saying that um, Jamie say, that Jamie is just reflexing on one, but I did notice a lot of people were, because of one blank, they start saying, we have to sell. You know, uh, or it, uh, this player is not really worth it. And, you know, it's only one blank at the end of the day. And I know Sterling has blanked twice now, but, it, you know, he's still, he's still dynamite. He is still dynamite. And... Um... I mean, we're talking about the first and third highest scoring midfielders, right? Um, so it's Salah, Mane, uh, Sterling. And forget about points. I mean, if you're just watching them, I don't know their XG or XA or whatever it is that people look at, but I can see that Salah is always going for goal. I can see that he has great chances. Sterling hit the post against, uh, I think it was against Norwich, he actually hit the post. Uh, he's always there. He's always involved. And the thing with Sterling is I didn't have him last season. And it's fine when he's not scoring, but he then gets 20-pointer. Right? So, mm. and if people are captaining him, that's 40 points. Can you afford it? So, the question is, what will make me sell them is injury right now, to be honest. I think when we say in the back, patience and changing around, those two, I, 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 I don't see the risk. Maybe, like I said, if, if you're on wild card and you want to go money to get the million, fine. But right now, it's just not worth it because you know, against Watford, you can't look me in the eyes and say Sterling might not score a hat-trick. Now, he might be benched because he's just played two games in a row. I don't know. But he could easily score. So, do you, is it worth it? Again, if you make a move and it works, so other people have gone without Sterling and it's working for them so far, brilliant, because he blanked in the last two games. But, again, I think it's a risk. So Yeah. Yeah, good answer. Thanks, Mersey. Um, now, last question. We have our random question from Jeff at FBL underscore Thunder. Um, this one, this week's one is, um, you have an opportunity to create a new national holiday. Who or what would you dedicate that holiday to? So, um, Kylie, come to you first. What's your uh, new, na- new national holiday? Oh, is there one for cheese? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there is cheese? one of them. So, yeah. Cheese, yeah, I mean... I, that's cheese, maybe the milk cheese. that you can chew. <laughs> what kind of pleb response is that? Cheese is like the most amazing thing. I'm in a bit of a, a cheese coma, as I said before. But cheese is glorious. It, so, it's I just mean, me, it, not you, Kylie. Oh, are you one of those people that doesn't like cheese? Because I find it's a, I'm, I'm going to be honest... It's a moot point right now. 
to be honest. So we, we might as well just move <laughs> it on. It is. It is. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, probably. We put, we put, we're pivoting away from the main point. Yeah. We cheese. are pivoting a bit. Mm. And uh, how about yourself, Mersey? Are we not on a break yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get it. He, he honestly does not has not get it. At, he does not actually, actually doesn't no. get it at, at all. all. At all. It's like, you but know, did you not, uh, did but you not did, get we know, but he knows, but we know, but she knows. Did you not get the cheese milk? That, you know? That was no, the... I thought, no, I straight up thought you were saying that. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't get the reference and I was so scandalized. I don't know what we're talking about, Chingy Don. Okay. We're all friends. No, he really doesn't get what we're talking about. We're all friends, Don, don't worry. Um... <laughs> TV show Friends, man. <laughs> what? Do you want to explain <laughs> that so that listeners understand? <laughs> um, I will have a national shisha day so we can all smoke shisha and chill yeah that's not bad I'll go for a, um, a kindness to a stranger day where everyone has to go out and do some random act of kindness to people that they don't know oh great now I pass. sound like the stonehead and you sound like hey, the I said, <laughs> hey I said cheese okay cheese I sound like an absolute weirdo <laughs> <laughs> like and he comes out with something deep and profound like that. God, deliberately showing us up there. And incidentally, I hadn't seen that question beforehand. You obviously had, so you had time to prepare. So all you did <laughs> was work out. Jeez. Exactly. What can I say? It's it's a delicious food item. <laughs> it's it's solid, solid milk. Or what was it? Chewable, chewable milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a milk that you can chew. That's what Chandler said. Folks, let's wrap up this chaos. Okay, <laughs> our game week plans, our captain pick, and our punt of the week for game week six. Um, Mars, I'll come to you first so that Kylie will have a minute to think about this. But, uh, what's what's the plans for the coming game week, and uh, what's your captain picks? Actually, are you sitting down? Yeah, I'm not taking a hit. Bum, bum. Wow. I'm not even making a move. Same Unless as myself. Someone gets injured. Unless someone gets injured, I'm doing nothing. You're bragging because I have an injury. I need to find out if Anton's happening with Emerson. If it's if he's just going to be a week or so, I might leave him for now, even though I don't like having a Chelsea defender at all because they seem diabolical at the back. And I don't like just holding on to a defender just for attacking returns. But um, how about yourself, Kylie? Are you planning on making any moves? Your mount crisis is that the uh, the one you're keeping? Yeah, in mind? yeah. So um, that is the one that I will have to address, uh, which is a little bit annoying because I've kind of been on a nice rhythm of you know save a transfer, spend two, save a transfer. So that's kind of mucking me up uh, at the moment. So I will be considering probably one of the options we talked about earlier. Um, which one yet yeah, will actually really depend on what next move I want to make because it'll be dictated by funds, I think. Um, Captain will probably be Sterling for the third week in a row. Um, he is home to Watford and, oh, yes, okay, there's a risk that he might be benched, but I just... Just have a good vice there. captain, I would say. I would say... Yeah, well, the thing with Sterling is he, he quite often doesn't come on. Mm. Um, exactly. 
So yeah, so I mean, that's probably probably the thing. I, I do have to broin it as well. Um, but as you rightly said, at home to Watford is the kind of twenty pointer match you can see with Sterling. He, he does tend to pull those out. So you hope so. Yeah, yeah, you would hope yeah, so. I mean, I'm, I mean, going look, Agu- I'm going Aguero. But, yeah, uh, as if, you if should. I didn't yeah, have, I would, uh, would go Sterling. If I had Aguero, I'd be all over him. For sure. And if you had, if you had Mares like me, you'd be captaining him like the I'm going to captain. If him. he didn't play tonight, I would have. If I had him, but unfortunately, because he played tonight with Bernardo, David, um, I yeah, don't know. You've got Emerson as an option there, Don. Kylie, um, you're, I know you like to try to sabotage your league mates who listen to the pod. Well, you're not going to fool me with this. But uh, yeah, it'll, just watch Emerson will probably get a 16 pointer now. Quickly touch yeah. on punts. Um, obvious punt would be um, Barnes playing against Norwich. No, as as much as we all enjoyed Norwich's show against. But um, is that, I don't know that that qualifies as a punt, Mars. Well, hey, hey, hey. of course it's a captain pick. I, was, I, I said an obvious. It's supposed punt. to be a punt. An obvious uh, punt. Uh, is, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Um, Marzi, according to our definition, the punt isn't a captain pick. You're basically picking a player that you think is a bit of an outsider, but and will be sitting on people's benches. But you know, if you fancy trying, yeah, to it's, it's a Joe, Lin- Joe, my mate Joe yeah, Linton, yeah, that's one at home to Brighton. Or are you serious against Wolves? <laughs> um, for me, I think I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say Buendia. 1.3% owned. Away to Burnley. I, my punt. Can I go Mares as my captain pick and my punt? Yeah. Yeah, he qualifies for both. <laughs> Great. Uh, that's all we've got time for on tonight's show, folks. Uh, we have been Mars. You can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFBL. And myself, you can find at The Marble Curse. Uh, make sure you're following along at our group account at Three Amigos FBL. And uh, thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Good luck in game week six. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother.